Hello and welcome to another episode of Monster Dear Monster, a monster exploration podcast where we take a look at monsters from their folkloric origins to their current pop culture incarnations. everybody this is gonna be a really quiet one because there's no words in this movie except for well there's five words in this movie so we're gonna take turns giving five word synopses and um that's gonna be the entire podcast we're gonna start with dave hi dave oh oh you got three more words bud oh (laughs) (laughs) okay we're, we're gonna move on to cameron hey cameron hi Shh. Right. <laughs> you got this, bud. Go on. It's an interesting film. <laughs> That's too many words. No, no, That's no that was five words. total. I said hi, oh, man, We're really feeling like it. This okay, Leonard, take us home. Come on, five words. I can't be quiet. <laughs> <laughs> Fair enough. <laughs> okay. Hi, everybody. Um. <laughs> Uh, this week's film is No One Will Save You, uh, a, uh, 2023 film, uh, that got released directly to Hulu, um, mm-hmm. that is, uh, kinda, well, it's, it's a, it's a very good film. Mm. It's a fun, and maybe if, if you are someone who likes a, uh, concrete explanation, um, it will be a frustrating film for you, but that's all right. Um, uh, directed by Brian Duffield, uh, starring, uh, Caitlin Deaver. Uh, this movie has exactly five words, like audible words, I think spoken in it. Um, but the rest is all just based on this, uh, wonderful actress emoting and like screaming and running around a lot. But, Mm. um, yeah. Um, what a movie. Yeah. Uh, I saw a, lot a of sighing in this movie. There's a lot of <laughs> sighing in this movie. There's a lot of malaise um, and ennui, and um, just like it is a very emotional movie for no one really saying anything. Um, it mm. is everything is conveyed very well visually. It's what a treat. Um, yeah, this is an alien flick. Uh, the aliens in this are your classic greys at first, <laughs> and then mm. they start to get real weird, <laughs> um, which is freaky. wonderful. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So this yeah. is to me based because of the setting, and then the mute, the score is fantastic. Like, just oh yeah, the score design, brilliant. They brilliant, they're like, brilliant. well, we don't have dialogue, but we're gonna really nail any other sounds. Yeah, in the movie. Um, it feels like if you took. A fire in the sky and um hereditary like mm. it's 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 ari aster's alien yeah. film yeah <laughs> is what yeah, this feels like especially the, the the music the score from hereditary yeah. like it, it, yeah. you feel yeah. it in this film and there's a little yeah, house yeah. there's a little little yeah, yeah, marvel yeah. yeah um so yeah i i saw a preview for this and i was like i love a good like spooky alien movie like boy yeah fire in the sky is a great example um like i was thinking signs 
like I thought mm. it would be more subtle, like Signs was, but no, it throws you like right into it, which is <laughs> yeah. so wonderful. Um, but it it does a little bit of scene setting, um, but more to set up the character. I think this is more of like a it's like a weird character study yep. about who this mm. woman is and 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 how she acts and how the world sees her and ultimately how the universe sees her um more than like what's happening to earth um it is a very small story the uh, the review the, the few reviews i came across i just because the movie is it, the movie lays itself out it's not like i don't think you have to reach too far to figure out interpretations of this yeah but yeah. um a couple of the reviews i skimmed were putting um our main character Bryn as um like this is a generational trauma mm-hmm. film yeah and it's it, her character is not like a single person it's a generation yeah that would make what sense. they have to deal with yeah i think there was a, a review on polygon that was like here are like the three ways you like we are going to view this film after we interviewed the director so they interview the directors, they talk to them a lot, and they're like, okay, here are our three takes. And um, they were all varied, and one of them was like, this is the millennial experience. <laughs> this is like what it is like to inherit all of this stuff and be dealing with the end of the world all at the same time. And yeah, that's it's totally true. It's 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 about trauma, it's about dealing with it, and how different generations have learned to just like cope and just like smile through it. <laughs> <laughs> in a way yeah well and not only that but it's it's the reflection on the generation's relationship with previous generations at the same time and mm-hmm. those yeah. older generations like dismissing issues as trivial yeah or holding on to things spitefully that didn't need to be grudges are huge in this yeah 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 grudges are huge in this Mm -hmm. um and bren our main character is like everything you know comes in cycles like fashion and whatever um and she is like someone who is obviously very modern but her entire aesthetic is just like cottage core to the max yeah and yeah her outfits are fantastic i wish i could just Mm have this much style every single one of her outfits are fantastic (laughs) um Um, but it's just so like uh just kind of like that um what is it uh like the the peasant look uh the like the kind of like 70s late 70s look where everything kind of is flowery really high-waisted pants uh big frilly blouses um she wears uh, a dress for like a a big part of this and like a a big part of this opening is her deciding which dress to wear then we find out Mm. she is a seamstress just through what's in her house and that's how she makes her living um by making these like flowery vintage throwback dresses um in this huge beautiful farmhouse that has just man like (laughs) beautiful architecture inside this thing um like wonderful hardwood ceilings uh like these little uh nook windows everywhere so you can like get as much light inside this place as possible um yeah the opening of this film is uh just kind of like the introduction to her and 
I don't know if there's anything in here that tells you what time period it is. It's it's modern present day. It, it is yeah. present day. No, no, the mo- movie is set in present day, but in this opening because it mm, is so yeah. like you know cottage core seventies whatever. Yeah. I mean, she has a rotary phone. She has a rotary phone, which like I don't even know if those work anymore. I think you have to they ha- you have to have the touchstone now. Um, mm. so like, yeah. So you 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 don't know based on how she's living, why it's you know what year it is and stuff like that. You you do find out it's modern day later on, but um, yeah, it's just her mom's place yeah. was like, and that's what never was upgraded. <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah. Go ahead, Leonard. Yeah, so there's uh there I I think it's kind of interesting uh about uh the view this uh generational trauma view uh of of Bryn and and the situation um because from my perspective uh and I don't know uh if it's just because uh I fall on the spectrum as well uh it was just oh hey here is our main character and she is on the spectrum everything mm. from my perspective at least everything about her screams somebody that is on the spectrum these her niche interests the the little model town this whole sundress uh you know um fashion aesthetic the fact that her mother's home has so much stuff that she could easily sell if she didn't like it aesthetically, but it seems to uh, give her some sort of comfort. Like everything, that, and there there are things that she does later on that are that remind me of things that I have done um, in mm. my in my life. Uh, so I spent this entire film just watching it as oh, some actual decent um spectrum representation in a film mm. how refreshing and nice for once yeah I, I could see that and there's also a lot in the way that she interacts with like the few people that she ends up interacting with and, yeah, and right. knowing that um well her mother had just recently passed but she's been dealing with this town situation for like a decade Yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And She's been a social and, pariah. Yeah. Yeah. And that never like that just got worse for her. So when the film is dealing with and, and that's the other part of it is um she's in position to where she could be hearing people she can hear people talking and sometimes it's about her, um, obviously, Ooh. and sometimes it's just background noise. But our audience perception of that, the sound while it's diegetic is reduced to like um, less than Peanuts characters, like mumble. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I feel that that's, that's something that like we're meant that puts us, the audience more in Bryn's shoes, because I don't think she's able to process like those interactions. Right. Yeah. Well, mm. I, I, I mean, I will, uh, once again, drawing on my own experience, I am, uh, <laughs> ironically enough, incredibly sensitive to uh, uh, sounds, uh, lights, and, and touch. So I am constantly aware of, like, all conversations happening around me at all times. Mm. So it's all just kind of like that cacophony of, like, muted noise because I've kind of learned to drown it out. So it ends up 
sounding almost exactly like that when mm-hmm. I have to deal with it. Yeah. Yeah, I, I can see that as a, as an interpretation from this. And I don't want you to get offended uh, when we do of our final interpretations, because there is a take of this that uh, paints her in not a great light. Oh, I um, know. Yeah. <laughs> and, 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 and I'm actually kind of I'm actually kind of fine with it, because my interpretation will also probably not paint her in a great light, <laughs> but it'll be. A light that is actually realistic, I think, which yeah, is sure. infinitely more important to me in terms of representing people on the spectrum in media. All right, I can't wait to get to it. Awesome. Um, right. So yeah, so this starts. Um, uh, just uh, I guess a typical day for her. Um, mm. she is getting up. Um, just. It's kind of like showing off her house and her little twee existence. Like you said, she has a model of the town um, mm-hmm. in her living room uh, that um, I don't know. Is This is when she gets the schoolhouse, right? Um, we yeah. see the mailman like, yeah, like, <laughs> like, Hunt like trying to package. throw the yeah. a package to her mailbox like a basketball, um, just not caring what's in it. Um mm. And it has a little schoolhouse inside it that she takes out that has a little ringing bell in it that she sets up. Um, this is Chekhov's schoolhouse. Um, <laughs> um, then uh, she goes to town to mail a package. She uh, spends some time at her mother's grave um, that we see, you know, when mm. her mother has passed. And then, we, you know, we know it's present day. Um, she writes a letter to someone named Maud. Um mm. And um, this entire time that she's going through town, everyone's just kind of giving her the stink eye. No one mm. holds eye contact for long, and if they do, they kind of give her uh, like kind of a glare. Um, you can tell that being in town and being around these people make her uncomfortable. Yeah. Um, she heads back to her house, um, and um, this is like when we get our first like like amazing scene uh she is asleep she's woken by i think there's light outside right is that what happens yeah so right uh, right, prior to her heading back to town she when she's going outside she like sees like scuffs in her yard yes the hands she's like she's like huh (laughs) something like has killed the grass so she's watering it yeah right it's it's a ring Yes. Mm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's got a crop circle going on. Yeah, yeah. Which, yeah. which we yeah we watched here, and uh, we have a fairy circle out in our yard. I don't know oh, if you nice. if you guys have one There's of those mushroom rings. Yeah. Yes. Yep. Mm. It's it's a perfect circle of mushrooms that grows every year, and the grass doesn't grow there, so it's yellow and then mushrooms. It's, yeah. it's a neat little thing. But <laughs> watching this movie, I'm like, oh shit! I have one of those outside. Uh oh. Uh oh. It's under snow now, so we're safe. Um, mm. but, uh, yeah, uh, she's watering that. I think we see them on her neighbor's lawn as well. These circles. Um, yeah. Yeah. Uh, if not now, then a little bit, a little bit a later. A little bit later. Yeah. We see yeah. many mm. of them, but, uh, she gets home and she is asleep when all of the lights and everything in her house turn on. She was having like a little house party by herself. She's dancing around to a record again, mm. doing this kind of thing out of time dancing to a record you know um she puts uh steps down on the floor to learn 
uh, some dance. I'm not sure if this is the foxtrot or what, but um, like, when's the last time you've seen anybody do that? Like, learn a dance by <laughs> I didn't putting know this. The, I mean, she definitely the got those off of one of her fellow yeah. Etsy store. Yeah. Oh, That's for sure. Cool, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. But like. Man, like we did line dancing in gym when we were in middle school, and I think that's the last time I've ever been like told to learn a dance like that. <laughs> yeah, I don't think I've ever actually seen those. I've seen them in cartoons. I think. Yeah, like little the little mm. footprints that you use to like learn one half of the dance. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think I've seen them in like dance studios before. Hmm. Like, uh, like like instructional dance studios, like one-on-one training um, between like a teacher and someone learning to dance to where they actually just kind of put the the steps on the floor and the little, you know, uh, staggered lines leading from step one to step two. I think I have actually seen that in real life. Sure. I mean, that'd be the place to find it, right? Yeah. Yeah. But uh, so she has all this little fun on her own and then she goes to bed and then all... As she's asleep, all the lights in the house turn on, the record starts playing, um, and then everything goes dark, um, and she hears, like, <laughs> the pitter-patter of little feet um, running through her house. <laughs> um, yeah, uh, yeah, Cameron and Leonard, you guys have cats. Uh, you hear this noise all the time in the middle of the night, right? Oh, Just, I do, actually. Yeah, this is my 4 a.m. ritual. Yeah, 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 yeah. When I had cats, that's exactly what it was. Just like, yeah, three or four in the morning, you just hear just somebody's got the zoomies downstairs. Um, But as far as we know, she has no pets. Um, Mm. So uh, she She gets up very concerned looking um, and uh, goes down the stairs a little bit. And we just like see it right away, right? Like the feet of this thing. Um, Pretty much, yeah. Yeah. They they really didn't hide the the mm. uh the intruder yeah um yeah i was i was shocked that the movie got to this stage so fast yeah because i knew it was about like your stereotypical gray alien and i'm like okay so it'll be you know a bit of a slow build and things so that's what seems effective with that type of creature and then this is like 10 or 15 minutes into the film yeah <laughs> and i was just going to start showing them off <laughs> I was actually very happy that it got to this part this quickly. Mm. Um, uh, this may uh, be heresy to the rescue, but uh, I am not particularly the biggest fan of alien <laughs> films. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, alien abduction or alien invasion films, honestly. I, mm. I, I, I feel like there are only so many directions that you can go, and I, I feel like I've seen most of them uh but when it's just like oh no we're here immediately and i'm like oh okay then then it's it's nothing but this for the rest of the film instead of like slow build up and me waiting to be (laughs) either very impressed or very underwhelmed by your alien effects (laughs) (laughs) i feel like this is a thing that's happening more and more in modern films is they have no reason to keep their powder dry. We know there's going to be a thing there. The tension isn't what the film is about. So they're like, let's just get to it. Let's show the thing. Yes. You know, and because we can spend time and money on these things, the things look good. Um, It's not like trying to hide a, a half done latex puppet like Jaws or something anymore. Like you can you mm. can show the whole alien and it's going to be there and it's great. So, well, yeah. And there's there, there's the sub 
and maybe it's a sub sub genre of like young girl defends the house. Yeah. Yes. And that's like, um, uh, there's tiger house. There's, uh, uh, what's it called? It's like, I will kill you all. Something like that. <laughs> or like, even like prey, like the most yeah. recent predator yeah. movie. Like it's just, yeah. or yeah. There, there's one where there's a, I think it's a, there's one with a blind lady. So this guy goes into her house to rob her or something, but then she ends up like battling him and she's blind. Oh, dang. <laughs> there's, there's a whole, it's a whole genre. It's a whole genre. Yeah. yeah. But yeah. Um, that's what I was hoping that she was going to do like right away. I'm like, oh man, you're a seamstress. You've got scissors everywhere. Um, and no. Okay, guess what she has on, on hand? A blow dryer. Yeah. Yeah, really. Um, so uh, she sees this thing walking around and because her house is built in a way to allow light everywhere, like these old um, farmhouses were, um, there's just so many uh, ways for her to see it and it to see her. Mm. Um, and um, it definitely senses her because these things are, uh, I don't know if they're just telekinetic or telepathic. I'm not sure, but um they definitely rely on sound. They do this amazing thing where they point their fingers in the direction of sounds. Um, mm. that, like, that's how they're hearing it. It's not like a tympanic membrane. It's like their hands are doing it or something. It's just wonderfully done. Um, she runs back uh, into her room. Uh, she hides under her bed. Um, and this thing just comes into her room and is on her bed, walking around. Um, it does the classic Jurassic Park trope of its feet are right in front of her tapping a toe. Um, it walks mm. up on its like tiptoes. Oh, right. like, the little, little tiptoes. calf stretches. It's so weird. Uh, yeah. Well, my favorite thing about it is that all of its toes just appear to be thumbs. And I'm like, yes, this mm. is what I, this is the alien design that I crave where I'm like, if, if it was flat on its back, it could probably choke you to death with its feet. Um, yeah. <laughs> Real evolution uh, of the Spy Kids monsters. That, was, <laughs> yeah. Those little fun guys. Yeah. Oh man, that's a that's a callback. No, so these aliens, they're the the little gray men, but they remind me of those um, Barlow's Guide to Extraterrestrials books. I'm not familiar with that. No. Okay. Oh. There's they're yeah they're big like coffee table illustrated books. Mm. and there's Barlow's Guide to Fantasy, Barlow's Guide to whatever, but there's Barlow's okay. Guide to Extraterrestrials, and they're just all, um, I believe they're all his illustrations of um, like 70s and 80s era uh, sci-fi mm. like novels, like novel right. pictures. All right. Oh, interesting. Yeah, so they're all like a bunch of little weirdos. Because it's you know it's you're, yeah. you're just reading a text and going okay I I imagine it looks like this mm. so it's it's fun to like look at that and go okay the thing that you drew wasn't what I imagined you know the dragon rider of Pern to look like you know <laughs> stuff like that mm -hmm. but the design on all of those look like this where they're like you took something that is adjacent to like a pop culture reference and then just made it weirder yes yeah and they're little sucker thumb feet was like okay because the the, the uh, it's like a plus sign mm. yeah 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 
And so they're arrayed like the rest of their bodies people shaped, but that's not. Yes. Mm-hmm. So it not, makes it weirder. Not only people shaped, but so classically gray shaped that it's like mm. like you see I see it and I'm like, all right, it's a gray. And then I see those feet and I'm like, oh, you did something interesting. Now I'm invested yeah. in this alien. <laughs> And then yeah, they're just going to yeah. keep going. Yeah, <laughs> they, these things weird. are like incredibly dimorphic to the point where I was like, are, are, "Are these like? I mean, there's no way you can put like even like gender or uh like level of maturity or whatever onto these things." Like, no, they're, they're video like, gamey. They're, they're like, aliens. This is yeah. the... <laughs> but um, <laughs> there's like they have classes, like not yeah. not social. I classes, thought something but, like, else was happening. RPG um, classes based based on their uh, morphology, but uh, I was very wrong. So we'll mm-hmm. that. In, I in mean, a bit, at a but... certain point, I I got to I just decided like, oh, okay, they're like so like kind of templatey and nebulous because they're just engineered and they're probably being piloted. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah that's that's yeah. what i was thinking so yeah. when They're, they are like the space suit yes yes <laughs> mm-hmm. like i need yeah, this that... particular battle suit i need this particular that would mm. make a lot of sense yeah um but uh she uh, is running from this thing um uh eventually she ends up in her kitchen uh where it is like rifling through her fridge. I think mm. um, the it blows. It it has uh, exerted telekinetic powers. It's moving things around. It's turning lights on and off. Um, and uh, it kind of locks her uh, against the wall with the f- door of the fridge. And mm-hmm. it's putting its hands over the fridge, and it's like you know going to come peek at her. Um, it's just th- it's the most tense like peeking through a window scene ever yeah it's mm. like, going so slow yeah and um it, but it, it doesn't seem to be particularly threatening yet um because it hasn't really done anything directly to her but it also i don't know is not making any effort to communicate yet mm. uh and neither is she no um it's, it's she, being a little et just yeah it's being a little et pieces a, yeah. a, a fucked up little guy uh, in her house, um, and then uh, she kicks the fridge door into him, uh, runs for it, and then, um, like for the record, I'm gonna be on record here as uh, they struck the first blow. Uh, Greedo shot first. Um, he <laughs> hits her in the face with the front door. Yes. Um, yes. She uh, gets knocked over. Uh, it starts flipping things in the room, including her big model of uh, the entire town mm. that goes flying everywhere. Um, she is, uh, her head is bloodied. Uh, she doesn't really know what she's doing. She's grasping for anything on the ground. Um, she picks up the, uh, with the bell tower from the schoolhouse that she had just yeah. bought. And yeah. it's ringing in her hand. Uh, and she's kind of holding it out and it stops her midair. Um, when she's like trying to do something. She's like uh, flailing. Doing, she's, she's, she's flailing, <laughs> doing something futile, but then spins her. And doesn't realize that her arm is out and she's holding this thing and just absolutely brains itself. Um, uh, <laughs> mm. Yeah, it was just, it was totally unforced error here. Uh, this alien kills himself uh, with <laughs> with the schoolhouse bell. Uh, it falls over with a little jingle jangle on the side of mm. its head. And yeah, um, yeah and it's dead. Um, yeah. But it knocks yeah. her out. Like, Yeah, oh, it knocks yeah. her out. 
Yeah. yeah. So, so they're both like just laying there on the, in the like the entryway. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm. Um, but like a, a crazy en- encounter, a crazy end to the encounter. Um, mm. and the next day she like checks to make sure it's real. Um, yeah. Covers it, which is a a strange bit of dignity that she gives to this thing. She also doesn't want to look at it. <laughs> yeah, she yeah. doesn't want to look at it. it. And there is like a gross like snail trail coming out of it out into the mm. garden that she gets interested in for a second and then like forgets about. Um, it was no, it's it's really bad. She's like digging in the like her little petunias or whatever. And I was like, please stop that. Yeah. yeah. Like you don't, you don't have a way. you have nothing and your face right. is too close. Stop digging in the garden. Get out of there. <laughs> right. So yeah. So we, yelling we get, at my phone. Get out of here. <laughs> we get a little bit of information on it, but not like a ton. Um she barricades the door with the couch. Um, which a lot of good <laughs> that's gonna do. The door is ripped off, so it's like she's barricading like the bottom portion yeah. of it. Yeah, yeah it's really a gaping hole. But she did do something like mm-hmm. I was like saying this entire time, and I'm like, "Ma'am, if you do not put on a pair of pants to deal with this, like you you've already lost." And and mm. as soon as like it shows her like leaving the house, getting ready to go, she's got on these giant high waisted pants, and I'm like, "All right, okay, good. <laughs> she's she's serious now." <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and a couple times I'm like, please put on some shoes. Mm-hmm. Yeah, a gravel gravel walkway, please. Yeah. Um, her mm. car is dead. Uh, like EMP effect has affected everything. Um, yeah. So she gets on her little twee uh Schwinn bicycle and mm. rides to town. Um. Uh, her neighbor's house. Uh, that when she drove by kind of gave her the stink eye uh has circles all over the lawn yep um yep it 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 doesn't look great she gets to town town seems fine um she goes to the police station and um inside the police station are people that she was looking at the day before um kind mm-hmm. of this 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 couple of a cop and an older woman like hugging and meeting up and um she goes into the police station, and that cop and that woman are there, and uh, this woman just spits in her face. Um, they look yeah. at her for a second and spits in her face and walks away. Um, and she looks up at the other cops that are there, and they pretend not to notice. And she's mm-hmm. like, well, a lot of good this is going to do. No one's going to listen to me here. And she leaves. Um, she has a bit of a breakdown here, uh, because... You know, kind of like what the title is. No one will save you. It seems like this entire town has turned their back on her. At this point, we really don't know why. Mm. Um, so she gets on a bus to head home, and um, the bus, the bus is weird. To leave town. Yeah, she's she's like trying to get out of the area. I'm pretty sure. Oh yeah, that's right. Right, she's trying to leave. Um, but on this bus are the mailman who. Uh, oh, she saw the mail truck flipped over on her bike ride mm. to town. Um. And on the truck, on the bus is the mailman and a couple other people who are acting really strangely. Um, and she gets attacked here um, by, like, mm. and it's such, it's so weirdly shot that you don't know if this is happening in her head or if this is actually happening. Because half the passengers, yeah. like, aren't reacting. And then the other, mm. then the other half of the passengers start to react. And then the bus driver sees what's going on. And then all hell breaks loose. Yeah. Um, and then it just cuts to everyone running off the bus. And we don't know where anybody else got to. Uh, it's just her. 
they got got. So, yeah, yeah they, they must have got <laughs> got because um, it was just it was a very very strange uh, way of shooting it that it, it made it kind of ambiguous as to the fate of everybody. We kind of figure it out eventually um, mm. because we can see the throat of the mailman has like this sea urchin uh, wild cucumber kind of thing. <laughs> Yeah, it's, in a, his it's, a, throat. it's something bulged under the skin. It's right. not mm. a good look. Yeah. Um. So, uh, yeah, as she is escaping and running back to uh, her house, she sees, like, a bunch of townspeople are under control and kind of, like, looking up and making noise, and it's very strange. Um. And uh, she gets home, and then she's like, okay, that's it. They're coming back tonight. They have to be coming back tonight. Um, mm. And she starts fortifying her house, which she sets up some amazing stuff. Uh, when she started putting the pots of boiling water on the stove, I was like, oh, that is an amazing weapon. <laughs> That's going to be so good when she gets to use that. Well, she's like, I, it's a gas range. So it's like if the power goes out, it'll still be yeah, going. It'll right. still be going. Mm. And yeah. Um, and uh, she nails up blankets on every window because at this point she thinks it's like an on-site kind of thing. Yeah, um, which that it doesn't help. Um. Uh. She um. What are the other preparations she gets ready? She does the thing on the stove, and then she does one other thing. I forget what it is. Um. But she has all these like little things that she's gotten ready for yeah. the evening. She's um, home aloneing it. Yeah, yeah, she is home aloneing it exactly, uh, which does absolutely no good because immediately uh, the nails start coming out of the wall. Um, oh, which I, I love that shot so much because <sighs> they don't just ping across the room; they're mm-hmm. coming out really slowly and subtly, like they're trying to sneak their way in. Yeah. Oh, it's creepy as hell. Yeah, until they're not. <laughs> yeah, until yeah. they're not. Uh, yeah. So I'm as soon as that blanket's long. down, uh, they turn on a tractor beam right into her door. Um, mm. that to retrieve this corpse is what we assume is happening because it does pick up the body yeah. and, and pull it out. Um, and then uh, there are two more aliens that are introduced here. So um, an important mm. bit is when she came back home um, to set everything up, she took a look at the corpse again to make sure it was still there. Mm-hmm. And it starts like decaying. Mm. Like it has gross little holes in it. Yeah, it does. Yeah. yeah. So that that lends, I think, more credence to these being weird little suits. Yeah, that mm. uh, that start, that makes more sense than what I was thinking, which was um, that these parasite things were endemic to this alien race, and there was going to be a second alien race or the same alien race trying to get rid of the parasites. Uh, and yeah, it's like the hidden. She, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and she would have to, like, communicate with them to know that they're on the same side and blah, blah, blah. I thought, like, oh, there's going to be, like, this thing where it's, like, not what we think. Right. Um, oh, because... look, the, um, the space detective has to come down and possess a body. Right. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> um. <laughs> so, uh, anyway... Um, yep, there is, uh, a little one, uh, of these aliens that comes right into the house. Um, he is more, like, monkey-ish. Um, mm. big eyes, uh, but he's got claws. Uh, long like, arms. Animalistic claws, yeah. Really long upper arms, very short legs, um, and, like, 
like seriously like puma like claws uh they're really scary he's tearing up the place running around through it mm-hmm. and then there's a second one outside on the roof that is just gigantic um it's just thumping around up there mm-hmm. uh she um uh kite kites one of the, the the smaller one through the house a lot um she throws the boiling water on it which i thought would do more but these things are actually very durable um, she got it with like three pots too. Yeah, yeah. I know. She like yeah. really ham like hammered it home, but yeah. it really didn't do anything. I mean, it didn't like it, but <laughs> yeah. Well, um, it uh, she's hiding downstairs, like in her sewing room. Um, I'm like, finally get some scissors, get some scissors, girl. There's scissors everywhere. What are you doing? Um, <laughs> and she gets it, the big shears. She does get the big yeah. shears. Uh, it pushes a table into her. Um, is this when it looks at the picture of her? Uh, it, it finds a picture. Yeah. So the the a, the alien yeah. that came in through this the um cellar the wine cellar door or no storm mm. storm cellar door. Yeah. 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 Um, is Built one of the doors. psychic yeah. ones. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's it's uh the very smart alien. Right. Because yeah. it's actually it's, reasoning. It's looking at like her collection of pictures and things. Um, right. Mm. But it's it's looking at that when she grabs the shears and she's like, I've got a good moment to get it. <laughs> Because mm-hmm. its yeah. back is turned, yeah. Oh, um, man, and it's looking at a picture great. of a uh, younger her and a different young girl uh, with red hair. Mm. Um, plot important. Um, and she tries to get it with the scissors right, but it is pushed away. Um, and yeah. this is when she gets like the table thrown at her. Um, um, I'm not sure. How does she get out of the basement? Because I know then she gets back upstairs. Um, uh, I'm drawing question. a blank. I'm sorry. Yeah, I don't uh, <laughs> it, it had grabbed her. It had grabbed her. I think she does get this one with scissors for a little bit. Um, no, because it, it flung the scissors. It the flung wall. the scissors. That's right. It flung the scissors. Um, immediately. Uh, yeah. But she manages to... Oh, like she she um, distracts it with the picture because it thinks she's going to pull the scissors thing again. So it's trying to get the weapon out of her hand, but it's just the photograph of her and the girl. Right. And oh, it gets yeah, confused yeah. by that, looks at it, and in that moment she makes a break for it. Yep, and she runs back upstairs where the, the little guy is still up there. Um, <laughs> it chases her into like an auxiliary laundry room. Uh, she uh, brandishes a mop at it, uh, <laughs> to which it just snaps the mop in half with one of its sharp feet. Uh, giving her a spear with which yep. she just pins this thing to the wall <laughs> which <laughs> and it dies and yeah. it's uh yeah uh in that moment you're like you almost feel bad for this thing because mm. this one even though it has like these big claws and whatever it was the cutest of all of these it's things it's like a little gizmo yeah it's, it's like a little gizmo. like if you just shave your little gizmo <laughs> yeah I mean, it's I it's just, it's just a drop bear. It's just a koala. We all know yep. how vicious those yeah. things are, <laughs> yeah. especially. Uh, yeah. So mm-hmm. we we skip the little bit where um, right before she went into the the little closet room, uh, it it just it was chasing her upstairs and it just stops in the hallway, right? Mm, and yeah. it does a little pyramid dance. Oh yes, that's right. Yes, it and does. It just a makes dance. a noise, and then a giant beam goes through the window, which, like, it's like a stun beam. Like it stops everything in there, but then the little alien guys can just walk through it. Yeah, it was really effective because she was just on the other side of it. But she, I think she had like a frying pan. 
Yeah, it pinned her arm to And the it gets yeah. partially crushed against the wall. Mm-hmm. It's like, ooh. And, yeah, I don't know. Is it, is it like organic material gets stopped but not compressed and everything else gets compressed? Because... I don't know. I, I don't know. I don't what know. We don't get another case. You said yeah. The... yeah. Well, no, we do uh, with the, is it the mailman who gets like snapped in half? Yeah, um, true. Maybe it's just uh, the edge is dangerous. I think it's just force. I think it's just, it, it can push, it can pull, it can be gentle, it can be damaging. I think it's, it can be anything. Yeah. Yeah. Well, the, yeah. the mailman, it, he got cracked in half because half of his body wasn't in the beam mm-hmm. and collided with mm. uh, the edge of the ship. Yeah. Mm. Oh, that's right. Yeah. yeah. But, um, <laughs> so, uh, yeah, she, she kills this little guy. Um, there is like, I don't know, uh, these weird little moments here and there where it, you feel like these things are trying to communicate, but mm. just utterly failing to. Um, yeah. And, you know, they're very threatening. So yes, <laughs> they they drew first blood. They hit her first. It's, it's I mean they've obviously taken that... out. She's she's seen the repercussions of like right the, what they're doing to the rest of the town. Right. Mm. So she gets outside and she's like, oh thank God I'm outside. And then it pans up to uh, the roof of her farmhouse, and there's just a massive one up there. It's yep. just huge. It looks like this yep. big mantis looking thing. Yeah. Uh, it's got four very long legs and two super long arms. Um, Which have an extra joint. Yeah, it has an extra well. joint. Uh, it makes Ooh. all these like eldritch symbols with its like <laughs> positioning. And it makes like uh, a noise that can be heard for miles. Just mm. letting everything else Ooh. know. Come on over yeah. here. Um, she gets in her car. Uh I don't know why she gets in her car because she knows it doesn't work. Uh, and then it's it, just cover, I think. Yeah, it's just cover, like, which it doesn't work. Backyard. Yeah. thing rips the door off and just goes in after her, to which she jumps out the window, and it gets... Um, it's so strong, this, this like tank version of the aliens, it just mm. pushes its hand through the floor of the car. Yes. Um, yeah. Right through the gas <laughs> tank. Um, to which uh, she... Sets the car on fire, uh, yeah. and it is like frantically trying to get out as it immolates in this car. And again, you kind of feel bad for the thing because it looks mm. genuinely panicked, and it's looking at her like, "No, wait, no, please don't, 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 don't." <laughs> and like she's like, "I'm, no, I'm you, just doing my job. You, you gotta die." And I'm a she grabber. Burns I got to grab. Yeah, yeah. Um, and uh, yeah, ignites the gas tank. Um, to which she is like, great, dead, cool, runs back into her house where she immediately gets caught uh, by that mm. alien that was downstairs. Um, yes. Who, they hold her in a tractor beam. It's a really cool floating around in a tractor beam sequence. Is this when um we see that extra room that's been closed that had her name on it? Um, That has all the letters to Maud yeah. in it? I believe so. Yeah, because she ran yeah. in there, I think. Yeah, she ran in there. Yeah, and that's right before she gets caught. Um, so yeah. we see her old bedroom, because she grew up in this place, and it has a plaque of her name on, on the bedroom. And uh, those letters that she was writing to Maud uh, earlier, now they're 
everywhere. They're yeah, all hanging up in here. Um, and obviously, you know, she's not sending them anywhere. So th- this person is no longer around. She's just been writing them, and we've seen in all of these letters at the very end. She says, "I'm so sorry," and mm. "I miss you," and there's a lot of regret in what she's writing. Yeah. Um, but she gets caught. Alien comes up to her, makes a bunch of weird noises. Uh, one of these, <laughs> like, <laughs> uh, like these horse chestnut things, comes crawling out of its mouth, um, and uh, goes into her mouth, and um, she wakes up in her bed, mm. uh, as if it was all a bad dream. Right. And movie's yeah. over. Movie's over. Go Why home. Is there forty-five minutes more on the runtime. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so it was uh, a real, real jarring. Uh, she like checks everything. Uh, everything seems to be fine. Um, mm. Her life is just back to normal. Everything's fine. And then, um, where is she when uh, this red-haired person comes up to her? Then downstairs in the hallway. Yeah, she's downstairs mm. in the hallway uh, when this. Now, um, she is like 22 now, and it's been 10 years. Yeah. Um, yeah. So, a, a 22 year old, uh, redheaded person, uh, comes up to her and, um, and, uh, we don't exactly like see her completely on or in, in full, but obviously, this is Maud because it was a, a red haired little girl that is now gone mm. and is now an adult. Um, yeah, and she says to her the five words in the film, "I'm sorry, I'm so sorry," right? Yeah, is, is what is it? I'm sorry, Maud. I'm so sorry. Yeah, or something like, like that. that. The the and, most um, minimalist dialogue. Yeah, almost nothing. That that's it. Um, and uh, she slams her hand in her mouth and pulls this thing out. Mm. Um, uh. And she is laying in a field now, um, having pulled this hallucinogenic parasite out of her mouth. Um, and this is when shit gets weird. <laughs> which, if, <laughs> if that wasn't already weird for you guys, this is when it gets really weird. Mm. Um, uh, another saucer arrives um, and drops something and transforms the parasite that was inside her into a doppelganger of her. Mm. Yeah, it's a, it's it's I mean it's just invasion of the body snatchers. Yeah, yeah it's, it, it's body building snatchers. a Bryn suit. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yep. Um which starts chasing Bryn. Um catches her and stabs her. Um oh, the other thing Bryn got ready was the only weapon that she had was a box cutter. Yeah. Uh, that that's the other weapon. I'm like, when does that come into play? Yeah. Um so stabs her, gets her like in the gut pretty good, but mm. Bryn is like, nope. And uh, gets her with the box cutter um, and <coughs> right takes out yeah, the doppelganger of herself. Yeah. yeah. Um, which, at this point, she is stabbed. She is, you know, killed a copy of herself. She has had to mm. reconcile with um, something awful from her past that we don't know exactly what it is at this point. Um, she's running down, like, this sort of access road in the woods. Um, when there is uh, just one of these giant aliens right in front of her. Nothing she can mm. do. Um, 
and uh, she looks up and <laughs> like this made me laugh. Uh, whenever she gets beamed up into a ship, she just like screams all the way up. And yeah. I don't, it's just terrifying. Like, of course, that's the scariest thing mm. that's ever happened. But just the Doppler effect of yeah. <laughs> she goes up. I just love I love that touch so freaking much. Yeah. It's well, in the, the, the alien ships, because all we see is the underside of these like saucer shaped things. But they look yeah. like um, speakers like the. Yeah, yeah, they do. Instead of a they, speaker. Yeah. yeah. Concentric circles. Or like one of those like <laughs> collapsible dog bowls or something yeah. like that. Yeah, mm. they, they undulate. Um, they're too dark. They're they're like kind of like a vanta like black. An, yeah, they're yeah. vanta black. It's like an absorbing darkness. Like the, the, there's no light. There's no reflection from these things. Um, and she's up in the alien ship, and there's like <laughs> the entire galactic senate is around her. Um, yeah, <laughs> she's floating there. Um. And they like this. Yeah. So it's, it's been getting more and more surreal as things go. Um, and they like probe her basically, um, probe her mind. Yeah. Yeah. They probe her mind. Um, they go back to, uh, when she was a little girl. Um, I'm not sure why they're going back to her most traumatic memory, but that's also what the parasite kind of tried to heal. Um, so they're like, wait a minute, wait a minute. Why could she break her mi- our mind control? We got to see what she did that allowed her to to break free of our 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 mind control. And uh, we get a scene of um, her mother, her friend Maud, and herself. Um, I think they're setting up the that little model village. Um, they're just starting mm. it together. Um, they get in a little fight. Bryn and Maud go out into the woods. Um, Maud pushes Bryn over, and then Bryn throws a rock and accidentally kills her friend. She doesn't even throw. No, she picks a rock and clocks her in the side of the does head. She clocks her. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Which is like the dumb shit that kids do all the time. Like, oh yeah, you know, like I'm yeah, sure there was no. It wasn't like it was malicious. She just got mad and like that she just was got right mad. there. Yeah, you you don't really know like what that's gonna do. Um, because yeah, like immediately she's like, oh, oh no, right. But she also gets to like comfort her younger self as her current self, sort of like a. Uh, I mean, mm. this is like if you it's were a self to... forgiveness. It's a forgiveness of yes. this. Yeah, this, this is therapy. Yeah. yeah. So um, her, uh, the the not real mod forgave her. Right. She forgave, or she tells mod her. She's able to tell her finally that she's sorry because she wasn't. Mm-hmm. She's been holding that the whole time, just writing letters that doesn't get anywhere. Yeah. Um and then now she forgiving herself. And then she was also able to kill herself, like her her current self, so that's more of a um mm-hmm. cathartic like the the me that was here that I that I I don't like. Yeah. Right. Like that no one likes. I killed it. Yeah. Yeah, so that's I can, true. I can fresh start myself. That's true. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So after this uh therapeutic revelation <laughs> um uh all the aliens uh look at each other and make dave's favorite noise like um <laughs> at each other and uh <laughs> um uh they seem to come to a conclusion um we're not sure what uh but they just dump her back out i think she screams on the way down too um mm. on this desert road uh this deserted road out here um and uh and she is unharmed 
Um, yeah, she gets Mr. Bean down to back down. To yeah, <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yes, exactly. Mr. Bean. <laughs> Man, if you got abducted by aliens and then just Mr. Bean to somewhere like that's oh, just man. insult to injury, really. Um, yeah. No, they were like, this is the ultimate warrior of this planet. We, we respect, <laughs> respect. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. And then um, it cuts to some time later. Uh, we see Bryn uh, in her home. Everything's fixed. Uh, her little model town is back together. Um, and she's getting ready for something. Uh, she heads into town. And everybody else is just mind controlled. Um, yeah. Uh she uh goes to, she it's I don't know if she organized this or if it's just happening. She is dancing that dance she was learning earlier, um wearing like a very nice dress, dancing with everybody in town who was like a dick to her earlier. Um just her life is exactly opposite. Um mm. and we get like a zoom out of her like looking up and smiling at the camera like kind of like I don't know. It's it's a little psychotic. Um, well, and I mean, it pulls out and shows like the whole planet's like fucked. Yes. Yeah, like, yeah. Like, <laughs> giant saucers are everywhere. Giant saucers, giant aliens everywhere. Everyone's getting either abducted or parasites are being you know deployed, and uh, the invasion mm. is like done. Like Earth, Earth is done. Yeah, but, it's, no, it's Brin World now. It's Brin World now. Mm. Yeah, <laughs> which is that's it. That's the movie. It's done. And um, yeah, so if you're looking at this as uh, the generational trauma and the, and the issues that younger generations have to deal with and going, well, the world's ending, this is what we get. Like, we inherited this. Mm-hmm. And w- w- what can you do with that? You can make the best of it. Yeah. yeah. That's literally That's all you can do. Yeah. So everything's jacked up. You know it's messed up. You're not like you're not being like ignorant or, or just ignoring mm. it. Like that's just the situation, but you're also still alive. So yeah. right. you got to do something. Yeah. And that's having dance party. Yeah. You know, <laughs> you can't force a dance party, but you know, she's going to do her best. Um, uh, the other read I've seen on this film is that uh, Bryn is an apex predator. Uh, she has been killing since she was 12. Um, and like, <laughs> With the ease that she dispatched uh, several of these aliens when everyone else seems to be completely helpless against them. Um, that, like, the first one was like, oh, I accidentally killed it with a bell. But then it just became, okay, I'm boiling water and I have a box cutter. And, like, she just goes into immediate, like, you know, uh, <laughs> like, Liam Neeson and Taken. Like, it's like, I have, like, a very specific set of skills and it's all for killing mm. you guys. Um that like they just like respect her and they're like yeah. she broke free of everything so we're gonna let her just be and observe her um and yeah. maybe learn things from her um which <laughs> you know that's one take on the movie yeah, I, I, mean, guess. I, I, mean, I guess technically now she's been truman showed yeah totally. yeah yeah but like willfully like she knows what's going on yeah, yeah. Um, Leonard, what was your take on the end of this? Yeah, I, yeah. I, I want to want to hear what you got going on. So uh, my take on the end of this is um, once again as somebody, and once again, uh, well, first and foremost, uh, I can't speak to everybody else on the planet regarding this, mm. but since Ren is our our point of view character, 
uh, a if if we're going with a, the she's on the spectrum read, um, her brain doesn't work like everybody else's, so it's entirely possible that the hallucination caused by the parasite just doesn't stick because of that. Mm. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. uh, uh, the ending where she essentially kind of just gets everything that she wants is predicated on the aliens having realized just how the town has treated her um, Hmm. for the, basically the entirety of her life for this mistake, uh, which she is really guilty of uh, and feels terrible for. And um, I think that it is, you know what? She's not a threat. She's not going to fight us. Let's just give her everything that she ever wants. And then Mm. because it's because what's the point? <laughs> like, yeah. just look, yeah. you, yeah. you placate your most powerful foe. <laughs> <laughs> yes, like, I, respect, I respect this. I will give you your own kingdom. If you're much, going yeah. for the predator route, yes, that makes sense. But for me, it's just, it. it is, it does seem like there is an aspect of empathy of how can mm. this species do this to one of their own yeah. yeah, for yeah. no reason. And I mean, yeah, there she, is like a form of like manipulative empathy that exists. I've also seen a read of this that like um I don't know if you're familiar with the the term a capo. Um, they were the the Jews in the concentration camps that worked for the Nazis. Ah, yes. Um, so it's like yeah, you're in this like horrible prison forever, but we're going to elevate you because we know you have a grudge against everyone else. So we're putting you in charge of like sector D or whatever. Mm. Um, and like throwing her that bone that would, that would mesh well with, with that. Yeah. That, but that, that provides a level of, of darkness that I don't see there. Yeah, it's because not present she, here. Yeah. She's, yeah, she's a, she's parasite free. She could, meddle with things if she wanted to but all she wants to do is just kind of live her life and be a part of like the collective which hey Mm -hmm. for people on the spectrum that is a really difficult thing and is also a a really difficult thing they find themselves doing uh for a lot of uh people and um uh is really uh uh, exacerbated by abuse, especially in their childhood and teenage years, where they feel completely yeah. and utterly ostracized by society, which is yeah. is essentially what she had to deal with. Mm. Yeah, I mean, mm. it's pretty. If you're looking at it that way specifically, like the allegory is like right on the nose. Yeah, it's a good. Yes. Take. It's like she's she's living her best life, even if that's among like alien pod people that she can't really relate to. Right. Yeah, but they're like not bothering her now. So, right, right, yeah. Like that's what she wanted. She just wanted acceptance. Mm-hmm. It didn't really matter by who it was from. You know who who it was from. Uh, the only one that she really cared about was Maud, and that she got that closure. Right, right, yeah, yeah. So that that's mm-hmm. that's my very very narrow, very specific take. Yeah, oh man, that's right on. Yeah, it's a good one. Yeah, that's a good one. I would have never, I would have never put two and two together. But now that they're in front of me, you know, makes makes all <laughs> the sense in the world. 
But uh, what, what is that? Is that a, a Ben Franklin quote? Those who would trade uh, liberty for security deserve neither. <laughs> um. <laughs> mm. Anyway. Yeah. Um, yeah. yeah uh, I mean, this is a short movie. Uh, 90-ish minutes? 93, I think? Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. And uh, it goes by really quick. There aren't it doesn't really drag at any point. Um, the effects are fantastic. The mm. uh, locations, even though we're kind of mostly in just this wonderful house for most of it, uh, is really, really good. Um, this is a pretty hard recommend. Um, yeah. Yeah. The, yeah. For movies that came out this year that I had a chance to watch, this is like top, top five. Yeah, yeah, it's, it's really good. I, I it would be top spot, but other stuff popped up recently, oh, yeah. so it's it's a contender. <laughs> I think that's it's happened a contender. for a lot of us. Yeah, yeah, it's, uh, it's be a real big lizard. Bren is still a contender. Oh my heart. Mm. Um, yeah, and especially for something released directly to Hulu. I know we're like in the day and age where things can get released to a streaming service and they can be good, but I just feel like the batting average is so low now mm. that I mean, we just spent three months digging through to be trash so that's true and yeah, we found yeah, some yeah. gems and yeah, some not yeah. so good ones some not but, so gems know. yeah <laughs> i'm never gonna live down that goddamn shark movie am i um yeah. uh, i mean <laughs> we watched the 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 living oil uh spill so uh that was pretty yeah. bad <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> All right. This was good. This was fantastic. Mm, yeah. I, I went into this blind. I meant to mention that. So I didn't oh, watch yeah. any trip, nothing. And I was like, okay, no dialogue. It sounds kind of artsy. All right. And then I'm like, you know what? This is really good. The vibe it gives in the first mm. 10 minutes is, um, uh, I felt like I was watching an 80s movie like The Burbs. Mm hmm. Mm hmm. And like like late eighties, early nineties, so kind of going into that home alone. Like, there's just a lot of um, the music was just really giving it that feel. Yeah, and the cinematography. I like, was about to say. Crisp. I was about to say the cinematography in this film is also really like very oh, fantastic. Yeah. Like from yeah, the start there's the really no downsides. To the, honestly, I can't think of too many. There's there's not really anything where I was like, oh, I didn't like that. Like, no, I liked all of it. Um, yeah. There's, I don't know. I felt like the the effects are primarily CG. Um, yes. But they're just they understood the assignment and they knew that it worked better. Uh, not only like in genre, but just to keep everything kind of in the dark <laughs> and that mm. that's uh that yeah. helps you um if you're going to be doing cg stuff yeah yes absolutely yeah well i think that's uh pretty concise final thoughts right there <laughs> um anybody else anything else yeah uh, good good. Film. all right it has been decided it is a good film <laughs> <laughs> the committee has spoken uh <clears throat> yeah all, all, all. <laughs> uh yeah um yeah that's it uh you uh you're listening to this if you know where to find us um yeah yeah yep uh go to monster dot monster um mm. and all of our info is there um yeah. we're on blue sky you can find us there find us um there. Yeah. yeah yeah some of us sometimes <laughs> and uh, until next time, 
Um, mm. Oh, hold on. Okay. Hey, uh, if you can catch it in theaters, which you might be able to by the time this comes out, go watch Godzilla Minus One. Yes. We'll be covering right. it in a couple of weeks. Mm-hmm. But uh, put put out the call now because I know it's out of theaters on the 14th in the U.S., I think. Mm-hmm. So we might get this podcast out before then. Well, this releases uh, but... the day after we record, so. Oh, well, there we go. We Generally. should get this podcast out before then. Generally. Yeah. I didn't want to assume on your behalf. I, um... <laughs> it's somewhere around there. I, I, I think I have some things to do tomorrow. It'll be soon. It's over the weekend. Yeah, so. yeah. yeah good. Regardless. Uh, yeah, go watch God's Game Minus One. It's, it's great, and we're going to spend a bit of time talking about it in a couple of weeks. Yeah. <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah. Good catch there, Cam. All right. Yes. Uh, until next time, uh, eyes on the skies. Mm. the lights. And, um, yeah, uh, be a bad enough bitch that they let you live. <laughs> yeah. All right, everybody. Uh, good night, folks. Goodbye. Night. Monster Dear Monster is brought to you by Fireheart Media. If you enjoyed the show, please share this and all of our episodes with friends. And remember to rate and review us on your podcast platform of choice. Word of mouth is the only way we grow. If you like, you can also kick us a few bucks to help us keep the lights on at ko-fi.com slash fireheartmedia. Check out our other show, Jalachan's Place, at www.jalachan.place.